1: I hate that song.
4: Greetings and welcome inside Hour 3 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Steph Curry's the MVP. They lost by 30 tonight. That's one game. It's just a blip on the radar, Smith. Come on. That's all all it is, man. Look, I will say this, right? We talked a lot about Steph Curry a few minutes ago and how, listen, I can't give the guy the MVP. You're in 10th bleep in place, man. The MVP is not player of the year. There are other players who have led their teams to at least, oh, I don't know, the middle of the conferences uh, this year, okay? So just just stop with that. We've had other great players, but I am going to throw this out there for him, right? Because I want to be about positivity, and I don't hate Steph Curry. I just hate anybody who says he's the MVP because he's not. Uh, The Golden State Warriors right now are 500 and they are in 10th place. They could slide out. They could slide up to eighth. Uh, This is where they're at. They are at the bottom of the qualifying pool for Mm -hmm. the playoffs, right? With seven to 10 being the play in games this year. Uh, They have 10 games left in the regular season. And the thing is, They got some easy-ass games coming up, right? They got – they're on the road, but it's Minnesota, Houston, two against New Orleans at New Orleans – Two against Oklahoma City, and then they finish with – then they got Utah Phoenix, then they go back to New Orleans and Memphis. But clearly if they're going to make any hay it, and, and, and move up and potentially at least say, hey, we're in the eighth spot, now you're still playing 8-9, they, they got to do it in the next few days because it's Minnesota, Houston, New Orleans, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City. All right, they, they got six games coming up against teams they should be able to beat. Now, New Orleans is back-to-back, so maybe they could they lose one of those. And Look, New Orleans – you know – can win a game because you know, here's New Orleans. You know they're not terrible, but all the other games they need to be able to win. And they 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 come out of this five and one. Just watch. This is going to drive me bat bananas crazy. Is that just just <laughs> watch what happens? Is that they come out of this five and one? Curry scores like forty a game. It's going to be he's the MVP
5: again. Oh, he's the MVP. Oh, Curry's the MVP again. Look at that.
4: That's that's going to happen. And I'm going to want to bang my head against the wall.
5: No, it's going to be a given, and none of the consideration of what. Uh that stretch of games will be because it doesn't matter. You, you play who's on the schedule. And fortunately for them, the schedule, at least on the surface, appears kind, right? New Orleans still uh, can beat you on, on a given night. We've seen Utah lose a couple of games to Minnesota. All right, the, those are anomalies and very weird. Uh, Trying sure. to figure out exactly what the hell happened there. One uh, of the what, what was it? The pink moon or whatever the hell was going on the pink last. Moon, few yes. days? Pink, yeah. pink moon, yes, pink moon. Pink moon, got to be careful for it. Pink moon. Yeah, always be on the lookout. Uh, but stranger things have happened. Look, I'm, I'm still waiting for some dope to start talking about LeBron James as the MVP, because you know that'll start up too. So it's it's really you know just. Uh, Pick, pick your guy and back him uh, with such ferocity uh, that people believe you, right? The more you mm. yell about something, isn't that repeated a bunch yeah, and, and yell loudly and you can get some percentage of people to believe whatever it is, no matter how cockamamie the idea is. Mm. Oh,
4: hey, that's a great segue, hey buddy. You, you know you've been doing this radio thing for a while, man. That's I'm, awesome. you, I'm pretty good at made, this. Broadcast, you made, you made a great segue. Hey, you want to talk about something cockamamie, and, and that's this right here. Uh, Twitter at How about a Fresca, Mike at Smolan Dome. Uh, this story came out today, and I can't tell you how embarrassed I was for one of the people and an entire sport. All right, not that he's a great guy, because you know he's not, but Floyd Mayweather announced today that he's going to return to the ring to face YouTube sensation-turned-boxer Logan Paul at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami on June 6th. It's going to be Showtime pay-per-view event. Mayweather making the announcement earlier today on Instagram. The fight was originally going to happen in February, but got postponed, and now it's going to happen. Announcement didn't say how many rounds it was going to be, what size gloves they're going to use. All this information is coming up soon. But here is, this is why I am so embarrassed for Floyd Mayweather, who is one of the greatest boxers in history. And over the last 20 some odd years has shown that and here he is fighting a guy who got famous on YouTube. He's had one fight in his career, and oh by the way, it was against another YouTube guy, yeah, and he lost. Well, now it. he's the king of YouTube. What and, do you want? And now he he gets to fight Floyd Mayweather because Floyd is like, hey, if there's money involved, I'll do it. I am so embarrassed for him, and is just his 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 overall just shame and money grab at any single at any turn to do it. Hey, I don't care what it is you're going to pay me because I'm all about money. His nickname is Money, so of course he's about money but I am embarrassed for him that he's fighting Logan Paul. I'm embarrassed for the sport of boxing that this is happening. Here's your great champion who not too long ago proved he was still great even though he was almost 40 years old. And then what did he do? He, oh, the, 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 the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. And then I, I told you it was going to be a terrible fight, and it was. Because all Mayweather did was to fight defensively what he's done for 20 years, and he and Pacquiao walked out of the ring all smiles because they all pocketed hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm not buying this again. Anybody who buys it, you're dumb. Don't buy I mean, you're ridiculous. This is Floyd Mayweather fighting a guy on YouTube who has been famous for, let's see, he filmed a guy's suicide and put it on YouTube. Uh, He's had many other situations that have caused embarrassment and, and, and controversy on YouTube. And again, he's had one fight and he's fought a guy who's another YouTube guy. So yes, now he gets to fight Floyd Mayweather. This is so embarrassing on so many levels for Floyd. And the thing is, he he's just going to keep doing this, Mike. He's going to fight yep. Jake. He, he's going to fight Logan Paul, right? Then he's going to fight Jake Paul. Then you know what's going to happen? He's going to say, what if I fight both of them at the same time? And then he's going to fight the Paul brothers, and it's going to be some kind of fight somehow. And then he's going to say, wait a minute, let me do something else. I'm going to go fight a shark underwater and see if I could beat a great white shark underwater and see if I can fight. I mean, this is what he's going to do now for the rest of his life. It's going to be stunt casting. He's going to yeah, let's go, let's go do this. Let's go do that. I, again, I'm embarrassed for him that i don't care about i don't care about anything else if i'm getting paid i'll do anything you want me to i'll fight anybody here there's money in it because of youtube great i'm here and and this is what he's gonna do and i'm embarrassed for boxing because boxing continues to try to find a stronghold somewhere and because they're getting thumped by mma and the lack of personalities and here's boxing going yep here's the number one guy what's he doing he's fighting logan paul that's uh, that that's what's happening right now this is where boxing is your number 1 marquee star no. is fighting logan paul
5: no but here's the thing like boxing in and of itself as a sport is is healthy it's just a matter of how do you get guys over right if, if you once we get back into arenas uh, we'd seen that time and again, that that people fill up arenas all around the country, small venues, large venues, middle and nowhere venues to go watch live boxing. So uh, at, at its build, it, it still works. The problem is the the big guys, the marquee uh, players in the in the game, as it were, uh, and especially when you look at a guy like Floyd Mayweather, folks may may still be a little bit of salty, a past pay-per-view buys, but you know what? They'll be back. The moth to the flame. Why? To see what kind of spectacle it is. And for Floyd, if this is where he's at in his life where this is entertaining for him and he can clear a big payday, pay off whatever debts he may have, add more stacks so you can add another eight foot, you know, folding table full of money in the next picture that you put out. What, Whatever your motivation is, I got no problem with it. Uh, does it mean I'm forking over 50 bucks? No, but I'll find a way to see see it. Uh, one way or another, uh, as it makes its way to, I don't know, YouTube uh, or some some other destinations in our social media sphere. Uh, look, man, they, I, I got no no qualms. Go get your bag. Looks oh, a little it, odd that you're picking, you know, going to go fight a guy who's got one fight against another YouTuber. It's, and, and, and look, maybe maybe there's some some YouTube fight ring that we don't know about no. that's been going on. And these guys, like... And they're all fighting like, yes, nobody knows about this. But so there's only one fight other. that we really know about that was promoted. But behind the scenes, there's a fight club up in the, you know, up in near... What what is near Sunnyvale, and then we've uh-huh. got a YouTube uh, facility down here, right? Because uh, I used to go do some some FoxSports.com videos and the uh, the YouTube creators area was just starting to build there. Maybe they have a fight club in the back. So maybe these guys are a bunch of badasses that we just don't know about yet. Mm. And now it's their time to shine. They've been building it under cover of night while luring you in with, hey, watch us play these video games on Twitch and on YouTube. And behind the scenes, it's really, hey, get past this level. You could see this fight for free. And now it goes mainstream with Floyd Mayweather. Think of all the merch that you can have, all the extra minute long little youtube videos that make the rounds oh yeah it's it's beautiful i i'm all for it how do we monetize it let's go Hey, what? Well, how do we uh, figure out who's going to get to fight Floyd
4: Mayweather? Well, we're having a we're having a competition. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got to fight their way through. Well, who fought their way through? Well, let's see. Uh, the the guy Steve from the Minecraft videos. Yeah, he fought Logan Paul and lost. So Logan Paul beat him. Then Logan Paul beat uh, Miss Kitty Master seventy five. She's the one that puts all those great cat videos up, right? So we beat her, and then that was a it was a real tough fight. I mean, you know, the cats, you know, they were able to fight. So uh, so he. Won- winds up winning and then uh, and then it was really tough because it came down to the end and logan paul beat the guy who makes all his money by just opening toys on 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 camera and and showing what they all look like so he beat that guy
5: so now he gets to fight floyd mayweather i mean maybe See, that's you always mayweather. make fun of the unboxing guys <laughs> if you're able to make a bunch of money doing that who's the fool sure as hell not the guy that's getting it because he's probably getting the stuff for free wait a minute or discounted in
4: my, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. A minute. In my bracket, I had the guy who was opening up the set of 1975 tops baseball cards. Oh, oh, no, he
5: lost early. He lost early. He got crushed. You get me all excited about <laughs> 1975 tops. Oh, oh, what a great God. mutant I mean, set. Is- How often did you see brown as part of oh. borders on trading cards? <laughs> uh, no, so that was great. You also said cat fights, which is a whole other oh. thing and a whole other genre that I think would get people fired up. I mean, so, this is, uh, look, I will give you this, and, and this. This is kind of
4: embarrassing. If, if you said to me, hey, you know, what, what do you think of Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul? I would say this is what celebrity is in twenty twenty one this is what being a celebrity is right now and, and not, not that it's about the oh you know the good old days when you had to go through Hollywood and do uh, be a contract player for Jack Warner and do 10 movies a year no no but, but it's being a celebrity is just hey people watch me on YouTube and I have subscribers and look at my social media following and everybody goes oh well the 500,000 people following you on social media will all buy something or they'll all do that no and that's not the case it doesn't happen but everybody thinks that oh yeah but they're following a... okay so now that person's a celebrity and 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 this is what being a celebrity we have more people who are famous for being on reality shows than are famous for being actors actresses entertainers uh, the, uh, scientists every, anything else you want to talk about there's more people who are just hey I was on a reality show oh okay great now hey, I'm on a YouTube channel what do you do I play video games oh really what you play a lot of them no I just play Minecraft oh re- what do you do yeah I play Minecraft a lot I, I, I do really, what do, what do you do? Well, I killed the Ender Dragon a couple of times. Yes, I play Minecraft. I killed the Ender Dragon a couple of times, was able to build a, a an exact replica of Hogwarts a School of uh, uh, Wizards and Wizardry. And, you know, it took me like nine months to figure out, but I figured it out. Oh, okay. I mean, this is what being a celebrity <laughs> is. It's like the bar is so low. It's like, really? This is this is what it is? I yeah. mean, when I, when I look and I see on Ellen and all these shows, it's like, hey, we're going to have this guest on who had this great video on YouTube that was famous, and now we're going to talk them and I'm like, okay. Once in a while, you can have somebody like that on, like the Chewbacca uh, cat lady was couldn't, couldn't stop laughing the, the after Chewbacca. Like that was funny, and it was something that everybody saw. Or you know, David after dentist. You know that was fun. But it's like, doesn't it, hey, this person? What do they do? Oh, they put cat videos up. And what do they do? Well, they have half a million subscribers on YouTube. Oh, can we get them on the show? Have them oh, that, That's great. They'll, then they'll, they'll tweet it out, right? And they'll put it out there. Right? I mean, that's what we're talking about. Celebrity is. And here is Floyd Mayweather, who is you know. Look, like I said, he's not a great guy, but he's someone who has achieved at the top of the pinnacle of his sport. And now he's at the point where, hey, whatever you have money for me, I'll, I'll do anything. And now I'm, I'll fight this kid now uh, for whatever, and I it, it, it's it's just it just baffles me, and I feel bad for him that this is where he's at. I feel oh,
5: bad see now it. it's time for the nightly version of marketing oh. and merchandising with Man. Armin, because there's there's opportunity <laughs> to be had here. Look, you you diminish it. I mean, go back to all, all of those. Big stars, the teen stars of the 60s and 70s, uh, into the 80s. Of hey, they, look, they're they're playing instruments. Well, they're not really. Are they really singing? No. Uh, can they act? No. But they're the biggest stars in the galaxy, and people made and made millions and bought beautiful houses all across the San Fernando Valley, all the way through Beverly Hills and so on, uh, off of the strength of people who really had no discernible talent other than being able to smile into a camera and look pretty i'm aspiring to that the road to swole is long to see if i can't do that although i think i've picked up a few skills along the way so that may disqualify me uh so i don't think it's different i just think we've moved the venue uh and the opportunity uh is, is certainly greater with the advent of the internet the other thing is back on september 7th 1992 Uh, Politics uh, and some other views, you know, Roger Waters is not a guy that uh, is a universally accepted guy, but you go back and listen to the album, Amused to Death. That was long before the internet became prevalent and everything else. And he had already given up saying, we watch too much TV and we become dopes. <laughs> so perhaps this is where we're at now. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike, it's all. I mean, I
4: feel, I feel awful for boxing and for Floyd Mayweather that this is where he's at. Go get
5: your bag, Floyd. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority, Notify, and Amex Card member benefits at select events—you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpresscom Amex.
3: I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
6: Fox Sports Radio, the
4: Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Tyshirt, there's no way you know this song. There's no way you there's no way you know this song.
5: Yeah, it was in Aladdin. It was <laughs> This is one of the greatest left turns <laughs> in the musical accompaniment of this show's history. Well oh, done, Tyshers. Sure. Thank I, you.
4: I, I forgot. I remember when Steppenwolf did the yeah did the soundtrack to Aladdin. Yes, I remember that now. That's well, in the I, Will Smith. I, movie. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yes, because then and then when 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 he went inside the cave of wonders and was stealing everything, they played "Taking Care of Business." Yes, I forgot about. Yes. It. Okay, there was that too. All right, all right. All right. Just making sure. All right, very good. We got StepMove. We got BTL in there. We got all the men. I'm just just making sure, man. Jeez. Sure. (laughs) Uh, The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hey, don't forget, Thursday night, we have all the draft coverage you could possibly want right here on Fox Sports Radio. Tune into the first round of the draft with Jay Glazer, Bucky Brooks, LeVar Arrington, Kevin Burkhart. They're going to be live throughout the first round, beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. They're going to have pick-by-pick predictions and reactions to all 32 first-round picks. That's Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern with Jay Glazer, Bucky. Bucky Brooks, Lavar Arrington, Kevin Burkhart right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And as always, our show follows. The first round ends probably right around nine o'clock or so Pacific time. Uh, we'll hit you up and give you all the big first round recap you need, including we'll go through the Jets schedule and find out how many wins Zach Wilson will bring to them.
5: Oh, that sounds great. Hey, and uh, <laughs> Uncle, we're gonna have story time with Uncle Lavar tomorrow as well. Yeah, we got Lavar so, Arrington on
4: tomorrow. And look, I look I wanted to try to get Bucky Brooks on tonight, because he had clearly what is the most interesting take on the NFL draft the past week. All right, it was it was it was yesterday. Bucky Brooks talked about this with the possibility that the Ravens could consider a collegiate approach to their quarterback position. Now we have big news involving the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. A second, but he threw out there that. If the Ravens could, they could treat their quarterback position like they do in college, in which a guy plays for four years, he graduates or goes to the NFL and then the new guy comes in and takes over. And that's what the Ravens could do. Here's Lamar Jackson, who has been great, but he hasn't won in the playoffs and when he finishes he's going to need a big contract extension and the Ravens would, in theory, let him go and then have a guy like Justin Fields take over. You move up in the draft you take a guy like Justin Fields or Trey Lance. And so, you have a guy playing playing for a couple of years. He finishes. Then you have your guy playing the next three or four years. He finishes. And, and that's kind of how it goes. And that is so interesting. I mean, I disagree and don't think it would work, but it was just a such an interesting way to think about the draft in which, hey, you'd never pay in for a quarterback. I mean, if, if you do that, you're never pay- – yes, you're paying your quarterback whatever you do to draft him, but you're never worried about, hey, when he comes up in four years, we're going to have to give this guy like $45 million a year. We've got to give him Dak Prescott. You're never doing that. So you're continuing to be able to spend money around the, your team and not have to worry about paying a quarterback. So in theory, it's really interesting to think, boy, could a team really make that work? And here's why I, I don't think it would work is that – you have to be 100% right on the next guy you have coming in to take over for your star, right? If you're going to let a star like Lamar Jackson go, right? Let's just say you decide that we're going to let Lamar Jackson go and we're going to bring in Justin Fields. If you're not right, your team stinks and then you have to worry about who you are drafting next, and you got to be right about that guy next. You don't have a lot of spaces to go. Like in college, you go recruit a guy you think is going to be your starting quarterback, but what else do you do? You go recruit like four or five other guys. There's like seven quarterbacks on everybody's roster. It's like hey, these are all three, four, and maybe five-star guys. Hey, So we, ha- we just have to have one guy out of seven or eight play good enough to be the starter, and then when this guy graduates, well then We're going to draft, you know, we're going to bring in three or four quarterbacks a year that all have pretty high pedigrees. You know, you're not just saying, "Okay, we're going to take a chance on this one guy. And so when you have that many quarterbacks to choose from, chances are you'll be right about one of those guys. So that's what helps a little bit more when you're talking about college. You can go deeper and more options to get it right. Uh, You can't do that in the NFL. And in in the NFL, you may want to go get a guy, but you can't always pick high enough to be able to get that quarterback because eventually you're going to trade draft picks to move up and suddenly we don't have a first or second round pick for the 14 years. I don't know how we're going to trade up to get guys now. It's harder to do that. You're hamstrung by the draft in that you're not always going to find a way to draft that next guy. Sometimes you have to draft a guy that's a project and you got to draft a guy in the second, third or fourth round. And as we've seen the numbers and the likelihood that a guy outside the first round becomes a star player or even a passable player is really low. So I don't see how you could sustain that. I mean, I think it would work for this one time if you had a high enough, like if you're the if you're the Dolphins and you drafted Tua and then, all right, you got Tua, but you draft another guy and in two years when you have to figure out whether you're keeping Tua or letting him go, you let him go and this guy comes in. That might work like once, but if you're going to try to do this as a philosophy, it, it's doomed to fail. I, I just don't see how you can do it in the NFL because you don't have the resources to have enough players, and you're not going to have the draft capital continue to every couple of years make sure you're drafting a quarterback with a a good enough pedigree to get there.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, in theory, I like it, but then you start pulling back the onion and and seeing all the different levels that have to work properly because not only do you have to get the quarterback position, right, which we know is so pivotal and, and key to everything, which is why as soon as you have one, you never let go. Right. We've seen more movement of at least passable to quality quarterbacks the last five years. than I think we have ever where a team suddenly had a second guy and said, OK, I guess we have to move on from one of them and go into, you know, commit full in. Right. Thinking about Alex Smith just retiring in the run he was in. And we talked about it a little bit last night when they decided, all right, Patrick Mahomes, it's your time and so when when we look at it you're also got to age the rest of your your offense right that you're playing with defense yes you're taking care of business but uh, how hard is it to get five offensive linemen to stay healthy, to gel, and to be, you know, road graders when they need to and have the, the right pass blockers as you need to. I mean, we've watched it the last few years. That's what's helped win Super Bowls, and that's what everybody's thriving to. But what do you normally have, two guys and then it's a roll of the dice? You know, it's the, that fourth and fifth guy on the offensive line become the weak links that you pick on. And, well, that's, that's no friend to a quarterback that you're trying to do this college thing through right especially if you would have the normal progression now obviously sometimes we have guys that are mega stars right off the jump but for the most part it's you know year two year three you're expecting that growth and coming into their own by then you're already starting to evaluate guys for the draft two years later and if you're any good that means you're not drafting at any position of strength so uh, I like the idea of you know having a cheap quarterback number But the salary cap's going to go up enough to where that's not going to matter these next couple of years, right, off of that new TV deal. Oh, the salary cap is going to jump back up. We had a one-year one, one year regression, so there's going to have uh, opportunity. Uh, I do like that Lamar Jackson did clap back because this was being discussed uh, earlier on Speak for Yourself. Uh, Marcellus Wiley said, uh, hey, take that mask off, Bill Poley, and I know who you are. <laughs> uh, Lamar Jackson responded to a screen grab of that with, hey, Bucky, we can box a little bit. I won't buck with a couple of crying, <laughs> laughing emojis. <laughs> (laughs) Now, that's the thing about this story. The story
4: took a turn today because with this thrown out there by Bucky Brooks, uh, the Ravens announced that, hey, we are guaranteeing Lamar Jackson's fifth year option. John Harbaugh saying that today, quote, guarantee it was on the Rich Eisen show. Going to pick up his fifth year option before Monday's deadline. Uh, So this now takes that. Philosophy and kind of shunts it away for a bit because now the Ravens have their guy. And clearly it's the right call. When you have a great quarterback, you don't just let him leave. Well, we can't pay him. Boy, he's good. Look at him go. There he goes. All right. I mean, it's the most important position on the team, and you can't treat it like, well, we're just going to kind of cycle through. So now that you're keeping Lamar Jackson, I will say this. They have a lot of picks in the first four rounds of the draft. They got two firsts, they got two thirds, and they got two fourths. This is a team now, there's many teams we could talk about their needs for the rest of the night tonight and tomorrow. There are many teams that have needs. The Ravens need to come out of the first four rounds with three wide receivers. Because if you're going to really make a run and not waste Lamar Jackson and his unique talent, he needs receivers to throw to that can help him with his shortcomings. Now, Lamar Jackson is never going to be a great pocket passer. Did he become a pretty good one from year one to year two and year three? Oh, yeah. He he improved more than anybody thought he could. But his unique skill set is getting outside the pocket, making plays, running with the football. He's never going to be the accurate passer that, say, an Aaron Rodgers is. It's just not going to be a Russell Wilson that's just not who he is he is built differently and he's a superstar so what you need is you need to be able to hey help his I would say his curve a bit by saying you know when we have just jag wide receivers out there and Hollywood Brown's a jag and so is Sammy Watkins he hasn't been (laughs) really good since Clemson you need to get him help and you're not going to succeed if you have him throwing to guys who have trouble getting open. You need a couple of guys that can, hey, when Lamar Jackson's running around making a play. And the play's broken down, he's got to be able to find somebody open downfield, like a Tyreek Hill, someone who can do something like that. You need talented wide receivers that can get separation. So if Lamar can't throw the ball into tight windows like some of the other great quarterbacks can, well then, okay, I don't have to worry about a tight window because this guy's open because he can get separation from the DB. This is what they need to do. I, they need to come out of those three rounds with three wide receivers and maybe you hit on two of them and if you hit on two of them then hey you really got something and suddenly now the Ravens are really really difficult to stop because also if you have wide receivers downfield you have to make sure that they're covered you can't just hey, we're, we're good one on one on these wide receivers so we can keep our guys near the line of scrimmage so when Lamar Jackson takes off to run we, we slow down his gains now it's well now we got to have guys in double coverage we got to pull, pull out a linebackers I and mean, another you know, safety in there that's going to play downfield and suddenly that opens things up for Lamar Jackson getting outside and, and, and using his speed and his skill set as a running quarterback. There's all things that, that happen when you get good wide receivers and I just can't believe the Ravens think eh, we got it. We signed Sammy Watkins. No, you got a bunch of Jags. You got a wide receiving room that nobody in the NFL would want. Not even the Jets would want your wide receiver room <laughs> and the Jets had wow. a terrible wide receiver wow, room. But I mean, you tell deep. me What team – well, we signed a couple of good guys in the offseason. But you tell me right now, Mike, you tell me if the Ravens said, hey, we'll trade our top five wide receivers uh, for anybody else's top five wide receivers, how many teams are saying, hey, we make out in that deal? are saying, hey, we'll trade, are trading our... Nobody, because the Ravens wide receivers stink. Nobody's doing that. So this is what the Ravens have to
5: do if you're going to succeed and not waste Lamar Jackson. See, I think you go and uh, you figure out if you can trade for Julio Jones, that's part one. Uh, You're talking about drafting a, a bunch of guys. Okay, that's fine. But you're drafting towards the bottom of the first round. So what's left at that point? Not that you can't find one or two guys to grow into a role. I'm talking about, all right, day one, you've got a new weapon for Lamar Jackson. So, unless you could full, pull off a trade to get one of these elite players coming out of this draft, you know, now, now you're going and, and you're trying to pick off where there's some some fights with veterans and other teams because I think there's still some opportunity to be had there. With Lamar Jackson, look, we had the great discussion and, and I think we were the only ones to really hammer it home when, remember when everybody was asking Harbaugh to change how he was going to use Lamar Jackson? Uh, my response to that was he's he's like Cam Newton in the way that why would you take away what separates him as a quarterback and really makes him that much better? The thing that made him the league MVP, his legs and his field vision to recognize where there's gaps in coverage in that regard, to go make big plays and to bulldoze guys where he got a chance. And what did Harbaugh do? He stayed straight to his word. Well, I'm not changing it and, and move forward. Well, now uh, you you want to continue to have the evolution. You want to be able to keep defenses honest. Bringing in Watkins to go along with Marquise Brown and with uh, Mark Andrews is fine. The bread and butter of this is still going to be the run game, assuming that Ronnie Stanley comes back 100% and that you can keep those five guys together. And the I have all the confidence in the world in Dobbins and Edwards to do the job as the one-two combination out of the backfield. But, yeah, you need one more guy that, that poses a deep threat, a guy that can go get the ball. Sammy Watkins is not that guy. right? I want the guy that when Lamar puts it up, just decides I'm tracking the ball and you'll have to fight me to the death for it. See, it goes back to fighting. (laughs) See, it it really all comes back to the Mayweather-Paul focus. See, you got to have a centerpiece in a show uh, and that the spidering effect happens from there. And and we get right back into it. You you need that guy who's the number one. So I would love for this to see them be aggressive and do that And, and not just take your quarterback let's buy just draft a bunch of them and uh you know apply that to the wide receiver position i don't think that'll work so well
2: be sure to catch live editions of the jason smith show with mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app hey i'm john middlecoff and i host the three and out podcast do you like football do you like the nfl do you like the nfl draft quarterbacks coaches well I talk about it all on the show I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL and you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round listen to the three and out podcast with me John Middlecock on the iHeartRadio app Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts
0: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
6: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment,
4: oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
6: This is Uncanny USA. Fox Sports
4: Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. My name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. Uh, So tonight we watched the Brooklyn Nets become the first team in the Eastern Conference to clinch a playoff berth, and they were all very excited about this. A little more excited than you'd expect the Nets to be. Steve Nash said it's great. It's a nice first step to clinch a berth for this group facing all we faced. To be in this position with 10 games left is very positive. Wait, timeout. Faced all we faced. You, you had Kevin Durant. You got Kyrie Irving. You got James Harden. Yes, one of those guys has been hurt, but you still have had two of those guys in every game for most of the season. Uh, I think a lot of teams would like to face that adversity you get. Uh, Joe Harris, very excited about it. Uh, you listen to this from, oh my goodness, this is my, this is my best from Jeff Green. It's something we can hang our hats on. It's something we can be proud of. (laughs) You clinched a playoff berth. You didn't clinch first place. You clinched a playoff berth when you've known this was coming for, I don't know, three months or so. I feel like the Nets want to prop themselves up and prop up what they've done as like being a big accomplishment. And I'm like... You have three of the best players in the NBA, and you're sitting there saying, hey, wow, we've faced a lot. This is, this is really a big accomplishment. You, you clinched a playoff berth, and the Nets are jumping around like, hey, like, like, like they're, they're, they just clinched a berth in the NBA Finals, and we're really excited about it.
5: Find your wins, baby. Step one, and for some of these guys, man, how many times have they seen the playoffs in their careers? You kind of knew you were seeing it though, Mike. That's you're fine. 42 and 20. You're in first place in these you were near first place. Doesn't for basically mean that you don't start season. Doesn't mean that you don't get a, a night of happiness. Right? You've gone through adversity. All your stars have missed time. You got to step up. And again, you know, expectations. You you celebrate the this step. All right, step one. We got our into the playoffs. Step two, let's go get the number one seed. And if we don't get that, so be it. We still have to put up the, the magnetic board of all the logos that we have to run rough shot over in the playoffs. But I, I don't blame any of these guys for getting excitable here. It's Steve I think Nash showed he can coach. I think uh, I, who
4: knows if he's even coaching. I don't even know that he's at the games. It could just be a guy dressed like Steve Nash because Kevin Durant is really coaching.
5: Well, you I mean, never they know. did say they would rotate on a night-to-night basis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, Steve Kerr got a lot of wins on his record. He wasn't even in the building. I
4: okay. would like to think if you talked to 20, 20 NBA teams and said, hey, would you want to trade your adversity with the Nets' adversity, they would... T- sign me up man maybe 25 teams would say sign me up for that adversity oh how are we staying at the top of the east when one of the three best players in the league we got three of the best players in the league and one of them's hurt we only have two of them to get by games yes i everybody would sign up for that everybody would say just give me that adversity give it to me
5: that's fine but you you know what i took that personally and now it's time to go win Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike Gets Swollen Dome.
4: The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Congratulations, Nets. You're in the playoffs. Coming up next, we got a great NFL draft hot take and an X-ray that you're not going to believe. That's next. Fox.